Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. As I mentioned in last week's reflection, I'm particularly uh, drawn to the way in which the feast days of our liturgical calendar are gathered in the month of June. I spoke uh, on the last occasion about the powerful feast of Pentecost. But you may notice that quickly upon the feast of Pentecost, in fact, it's the first Sunday uh, celebrated now in ordinary times since the conclusion of the Easter season, we celebrate the feast of the Holy Trinity. Now, I think it is an important fact that this should follow immediately upon the Easter season, because with the pouring out of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, the revelation of God through the ministry of Jesus Christ has been completed. And in fact, this completion was a full revelation of God as a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is a central doctrine of the Christian faith. And in fact, the belief in in the Trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is an authentic way by which to identify an authentic Christian. For Jesus Christ came to reveal not only God to us, but uh, us to ourselves. And in a very profound sense that takes a lot of consideration, the revelation of God as a Trinity is also a revelation of humanity and how humans ought to be as made in the image and likeness of God. The revelation of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a revelation of how, in fact, we are to live as a truly human community. And it comes to us as a revelation that in Jesus Christ, we are called to enter into the very life of God. Now, obviously, the teaching on the Trinity takes a very deep concentration and consideration, and in fact, it probably take us all of our life and then all of our uh, existence in heaven, providing we reach that, in order to even begin to understand the power of the Trinity as essentially that true community of love a love that is so powerful that it is binding into a unity which is the one God whom we worship. And St. John in his letter, first letter, tells us that what we shall be after the second coming is not yet really revealed to us, but we will know this. We shall be like God for we shall see him as he is. And the more clearly and the more deeply we understand who God is, the more, in fact, we come to reflect his reality and his life. And in seeking the face of God that is revealed to us in Jesus Christ and empowered by by us uh, in the Holy Spirit, we become more and more not only to reflect God, but to realize what it means to be a human person. 
And in the Trinity, which is the heart of a true community of love, we find that life is the life lived for the other. And it is a life that is given to the other that is the discovery of an authentic human existence. How often did Jesus in his parables and in his teachings tell people those who lose their life in this world for the sake of God gain it for eternity, and those who hold their life too closely to themselves in this world will eventually lose it. And it seems like a a paradox to us. But in lived experience, a life that is lived for the good of the other becomes not only a life that is authentic and fulfilling, but it is also a life of joy. And the love that is poured out to the others is a superabundant love, just as the love that is contained in the Trinity is a superabundant love that pours out of that Trinity into creation, creation being the first revelation of the love of God to us, a creation into which we are placed now to live out our destiny as made in the image and likeness of God. And although the doctrine of the Trinity may be extraordinarily difficult to explain uh, completely, and of course this is why it's a mystery, a mystery not as a puzzle to be solved, but a mystery being a reality in which we constantly go deeper and deeper. And within this, I think of that first or second question of the old catechism, why did God make you? God made you to know him, to love him, and to serve him. And in fact, you know, the first reality of that is to know him. And it is in that knowledge of him that we come to love him. You cannot love what you do not know. And the knowledge and love of God is the basis of our mission, that is, to serve him. Now, this is why the Church from the very beginning was so concerned with preaching what is true, that is, orthodoxy, true teaching. And from the very beginning, the Church realized that it had to go deeper into these mysteries. And from the very beginning, there was a sense, and if you read some of the, uh, the struggles and debates and controversies over uh, defining the authentic reality of God, we find that there was a profound desire, as arcane and as distant as these arguments may seem to us today, but a profound desire to get it right. Because without true knowledge, we cannot live as we ought, we cannot love as we ought, and we cannot act as we ought. And this is why also the Church has developed certain basic creeds by which we come to express our faith, which we are invited to go deeper into the reality of that, but forms a guidepost and in a way by which the deeper questions can be examined and answered within the framework of a guide, a path, we know as the creed. There are three famous ones. 
the Apostles' Creed, which we all learned as, as children, the Nicene Creed, which we recite every Sunday at Mass, and an unusual one, the Athanasian Creed, which was deeply Trinitarian and became uh, popular in the early Church, but actually has been uh, pre- uh, preserved for us only in uh, parts of the Anglican liturgy in which the Athanasian Creed is sometimes used. John Henry Newman was very taken with the Athanasian Creed, and I would uh, encourage those of you who have an interest in, uh, interest in this to try to locate a copy of the Athanasian Creed and notice its profound theological and Trinitarian reality. And I mentioned the Nicene Creed, and I want to reiterate that this is said on Sunday at a particular time in the Mass, for it's only in the recitation of the Creed, that is where we stand and we say, I believe. It is only then that we can enter into the celebration of the Holy Eucharist and making that act of faith. And have you noticed that in the recitation of the Rosary, which is a very powerful devotional prayer, we began by reciting the Apostles' Creed. I believe. And then as we began our prayer, we began to realize the fruitfulness of that belief. And also, in starting with the the sense of the power of the doctrine of the uh, Holy Trinity, we began to understand that in true knowledge, in an authentic experience of Jesus Christ, all of the faith, all of what we proclaim to be true, comes alive in how we practice the faith how we practice the reality of that community of of love in the family, in the community of disciples, and in the wider culture. For to know God is to love him, to speak of him, to serve him, and to touch all others that we meet with his power, with his love, and with that promise of life. 